Hello and welcome to another episode of FPL by Dummies, uh, joined by yourself. Oh fuck, we'll start that again. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't. No, we won't. That's perfect. Well, welcome back, everybody. Yeah. Now, can we actually? God, please, please let me out of this. Please, just please stop talking, Cam. Because. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so as Cam said, uh, welcome back to FPL by Dummies. <laughs> we are joined by you guys, because you're listening. <laughs> but more importantly, you, uh, you be here otherwise. It's myself, Cam, Tom and Josh. So how are you boys? The, the first week of the season, how did it treat you? I'm honest, I'm much, much better now. That is literally, <laughs> I think it's a highlight of my week, to be honest. I've had a really good FPL week, to be fair. Got 94 points, which I thought was really... Ha- it's one of those point scores that's like... I was really happy with until I decided to go on Twitter and saw everyone hit 100 points apart from, well, us three. Yeah, um, yeah so it's um, pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I can't complain. I was only five points down the road from you at 89 um, and kind of foolishly thought that I could cover off Fernandez, and uh, it turns out that's not possible. So. Sons Bruno. Yeah, so, um, yeah, not bad. Um, I was uh, only um, 38 points off camp. Um <laughs> So yeah, starting as I mean to go on. Um, I feel like I'm going to open with like some advice though, right from the start. Is I got 51 points this week. It's not good. It's about five million overall. By panicking, I'm not panicking at all um, because the difference between me and a really good game week was basically Fernandez and a captain of Salah. Um, had I, you know changed a couple of players around had I not had Kane out and I decided to you know not go for an all England squad I could have easily had a hundred point a week and it wouldn't have been much of a different squad um so I'm not particularly worried I actually was quite happy with how a lot of my players played um Sancho didn't start as I said Kane didn't play that's my big two assets straight out um Smith Rowe played really well but didn't deliver anything uh Stones didn't play I'm starting to realise a lot of my team didn't play. Um, I was just going to say, basically, what you're saying is everything that you haven't decided to do with your team this year had been different than you would have had a good score. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> but I'm not I'm not worried because Kane is Harry Kane. Um, I don't quite know what's going on with his kind of fitness. I don't know whether he'll be considered starting next week or if there's going to be drama around the transfer. I'm not sure. But quite frankly, whoever he starts for... Like, I'm quite confident that, you know, with Wolves, Watford and Crystal Palace, I'm going to get some returns on that. Um, and similarly for Jaden Sancho, as I can't see Daniel James holding him out of the of the line. Um, and it's a bit annoying he didn't start and that Pogba um, and, and Fernandez got all the, uh, all the limelight. But I, I, I'm not particularly worried. Um, and that's sort of my message to people out there is there are probably people already taking eight point hits to move around. Um, just wait and see. It's, it's one game week. Um, Salah did this uh, last week uh, sorry last year first game against uh, Leeds he scored a hat-trick um, and then he actually went reasonably quiet I remember I rushed him back in and he actually didn't do much for a few weeks um, so I'm not that worried Cam you're looking like you actually don't believe that but I think he was quite no, quiet if I, I remember no, right. I, I totally agree in terms of it's only the first week um, I'm going to be really insightful and be like my clone there's 37 game weeks to go um, yeah so there's so much time for things to change around. Like, I had what I thought was a pretty good game week score of 89, and it's still outside the top 1 million. So, you know, in in any other situation, that would be, like, quite a big rise. So, yeah, plenty of time. Yeah, you need to give it time for those premium assets to kind of uh, flip. 
and have their big game weeks and, and the other ones to have their blanks. Um, yes, granted, Salah and Fernandez are probably instantly putting their case forward for being number one and two again in the in the, in the scoring charts. But um, if you have premium assets that you believed in at the start of the season, there's probably... That I couldn't could could either of anyone name an asset that is premium asset that they now don't have confidence in after one week. I don't think I could. Not particularly, and um, especially the ones as you've listed, like for example, Kane and Sancho, who didn't play. Lukaku's yet to play, um, in terms of being on the bench or whatever. So, <clears throat> I think possibly as you proved as well that the England team could work. It's just you picked the wrong England players. Oh yeah, actually, I meant to open with that, didn't I? I meant to open with um, so basically saying, yeah. So my England squad's going really well. Um, Danny Ings scored. Um, uh, DCL scored. Sorry. Vardy scored. Vardy scored. DCL scored. Um, there was assists all oh, around. God, it's a God, shame God. that I picked three other strikers. Um, I didn't quite realise that you could go for an all England squad and still somehow get it wrong, but there we are. I've managed to. Um, but yeah, like there is, there is still a lot of uh, optimism in that in that England lineup, and I've got you know I'm going to carry over my free transfer and have a reassess next week, and I, I can move to two other potential strikers if that's needed. But um, yeah, I feel I feel strangely optimistic, and I was extremely low stress because every time I saw my score, I went, yeah, but you are playing with an all England squad, um, <laughs> so I was just like, that's fine, it's fine. Sounds strong. So you haven't changed your mind from it yet. You're still sticking with the All England squad. Well, I'm fucked anyway now, aren't I? I'm not gonna lie. I'm starting to. I think we should take like a betting pool with our listeners. Well, we're now maybe at what, like seven or eight, of um, what week you break and get Salah in. Oh, I won't break and get Salah in. I, I like or, or Bruno. Quite frankly, by the time I break, it'll be too dead, like for me to bother. But like for breaking to be worthwhile. I'll probably admit yeah. defeat when I'm six millionth and absolutely dead in the water. And at that point, like admitting defeat would be pointless because I'd be dead anyway. So like, well, there's uh, no need to admit what everyone can already see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like, look, guys, I don't know if you've noticed, but I'm gonna be insightful here and say I think I got it wrong. The All England squad doesn't work. <laughs> so what was your aim then? Oh, wait, I think it's a good, it's a good target. What do you think your aim you could actually get? Look, I, with an All England squad, I would like to finish <laughs> top one mil inside the top mill inside the top yeah. mill. I think that's a, that's a reasonable target. Like All England, if you manage to do that, I think that's as impressive as someone finishing. Yeah, it's, it's as impressive as someone <laughs> winning fantasy Premier League with an All. I think easy, if not more. Um. But yeah, I think that's got to be my goal because realistically, anything more than that is is unachievable. So yeah. Uh, yeah, let's see let's see what we can do. Yeah. So do we want to do a quick rundown of what actually happened this game week for everyone? Who are people who didn't see what happened this game week? Yeah. Second rundown. Who wants to do it this week? Who wants uh, to do it? I mean, I haven't. I didn't really see anything, so I probably am not the best person to do the rundown. Go on, Tom. Take oh. it away. Do you want to get the fixture up for me? Because John, it's not gonna lie. Apart from apart from uh, Brentford and Arsenal, I can't remember anything else happened. <laughs> I, can, I mean, I'm happy to have a go at it, but I don't really know I was what drunk happened. For the rest of the weekend, I was drunk for the rest of the weekend. Literally all weekend, just spent absolutely <laughs> absolutely pissed off. The Brentford decided to beat Arsenal two 0 uh, Ivan Tony didn't need to score because uh, Carlson Norgard did instead. Um, Man United Leeds looked like it was going to be a nice tasty draw until Man United decided to stick him to the sword and put five past them. Bruno obviously putting a hat trick in. Um, if you didn't know that, then just check the fantasy top teams. Uh, Brighton came from behind to beat Burnley 2-1 a very very dodgy Tarkovsky first goal uh, which should have been disallowed um, ruined everyone's Brighton clean sheet Chelsea very quietly no one really spoke about them this week 3-0 against Crystal Palace looked very good 
And Everton again came from behind to beat Southampton. Again, another team that Everton seems to be uh, sleeping on a little bit. Leicester managed to beat Wolves, even though their expected goals is absolutely shite. But Jamie Vardy again wants proving what's an absolutely amazing shit house he is. Um, Watford newly promoted again, come back and beat Villa. Three goals past Emmy Martinez. That must have been absolutely hurtful for some people in in the community. Liverpool put three past Norwich. Mo Salah again, hero. And West Ham Newcastle got to be game of the game of the week four two. And finally, Spurs. Who needs Harry Kane? Man City nil. Spurs won. Well, yeah. apparently City need him because they uh... no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I quite enjoyed not going to lie Tom if we work through those games um, Brighton uh, Tom's avoid uh, last week uh, Neil Mope scored um, assisted, uh, Chelsea Tom's avoid Alonso <laughs> oh that was such bullshit I fucking <laughs> scored like, he might um, be my new Werner for this year hang on it's like we're not finished yet. Um, Ricardo Pereira. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was going to bring that one up. <laughs> Assisted. Um, which striker did you recommend from Watford based on your mate? Kucho, he scored. Oh, did he score? Okay. Yeah, there piss off. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he was benched to start with, but then he scored. He came on and literally first touch was an absolute worldie. It was a great strike, to be fair. Um, yeah. And I think their strike is now injured. I think, is it Dennis Emmanuel? Oh, is he Dennis? injured? Uh, I think he came off injured, and that's why uh, Kutra came on, and then he scored a great goal, so potentially um, might be in for the next game. Talking of England players scoring, obviously Callum Wilson as well, um, yeah. who we probably all wrote off slightly, uh, has come in and got another one, so um, another player I failed to pick. Um, <laughs> we are really good at this, aren't we? Um, <laughs> and uh, well, someone someone definitely said to avoid Suchek, surely. I think, did we say Suchek to avoid? Or is it just he, the potato munching legend well, we just scored just... again? People didn't like him from last year. I don't know that anyone explicitly said to avoid him. Okay. Just like, yeah, I'm not sure who we said to avoid from West Ham. Um, you said to snog Ben Rama, which obviously has come on beautifully. Yeah, thank you. I think I had. I think I had quite a good punt on the first week. It's a shame I wasn't actually doing a squad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we even discussed who to like avoid. I think we just sort of went in with it. Um, it must have been Suchek. Anyway. Um, yeah, well, so it's been it was a pretty good week all around for you guys, and I yeah I I left stress free. Um, so should we move on to some interesting game week two, some snogmare avoids? Is that how we do it these days, sir? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Can't remember, John. It's been such a long time since you've actually done the right format. That yeah, I'm a bit lost myself. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. So for the new listeners, uh, snogmare avoid um, is the a little bit of fun section where we give you kind of three players, one that you would want to keep for the short term, uh, one you want to keep for the long term, and one that you should be steering clear of. I always like to try and give this an angle of someone that um, you may be tempted to bring in for X, Y reasons. We try and steer you away um, just to save you the embarrassment um, and you'll find out who my avoid is quite soon and and you should avoid them all season. Um Starting with the snogs, though, for game week two. So, you know, looking at the kind of next couple of game weeks. Um, I'm going to kick it off with an interesting one because he did nothing, um, but he did what we predicted, and that's actually all we needed to see. And his effort was there. Um, and I'm going to say that you should snog Ferran Torres. Um, he's started up front for Man City. I see no reason, given his effort levels, um, that he won't start again up front for Man City. And he's a 7 mil midfielder. Um, and they've yes they've lost one nil to Spurs, but that's like you know it happens to the top teams. They've got Norwich at home next, 
Um, I think a lot of people are sleepy on this guy at 7 mil. Um, he could perfectly well do what he did for Spain and score a hat-trick. Um, and he's 7 mil and 2.2% owned or 1.1% owned, I'm not sure, but it's, it's definitely low. Um, so yeah, I think it's a simple snog, really. Yeah, I really like it. Um, obviously, he was my snog for the Man City team uh, for last year. And like you said, obviously, starting up front. Obviously, it's Man City, so I think the only one is at some point he will be rotated because Jesus will get some game time. But like you said, I, to honest, I can't really see it happening in the next game because I don't think too much will... I don't think he'll change up too much from what he had because I think um, Man City were generally pretty good yesterday. They just... I, I'd say their classic expected goals was pretty high. But I think they had a, a few periods where they looked quite good, didn't they? But it was just... Spurs played quite well. Tang yeah. was absolutely incredible. Um yeah. yeah, fundamentally, so, like I don't it. think I don't think there's anything wrong with Man City. I don't think they. Again, like I, I remember the commentary at one point, they said if there's any man who deserves a goal, it's Torres because he's putting in the effort and he's playing pretty well. So, yeah, I'm. I'm I think for seven mil for the ownership, you've got exactly what you're looking for. You've not been almost not punished because you know you're going to be punished by a player of that, but you've managed to get away with it almost, and and you still got the opportunity to jump on that differential who uh, before before he lights up. So yeah, get Torres in before, your team for me before before he's rotated by Pep. Yeah, that one. <laughs> it's good um, to see. It's good to see you guys are recommending some some English players for me. Well, we, well, we thought obviously you had such a bad start to the week. We thought we'd you know, help you help you out really because if you're not going to pick good English players, I guess we have to for you. So um, my song this week is Dominic Calvert Lewin. Um, yeah, obviously he scored um, this week. They looked surprisingly good after. I know they were playing a pretty poor Southampton, who you know have been absolutely decimated by their main assets leaving. But they've got a nice little run coming up in the next few games, and I think a lot of people just aren't seeing that and. So my snog really here is, and my thinking is, I'm currently sat on Danny Ings, and Aston Villa didn't look that great. He obviously got a 97th minute penalty, which puts him at quite a high, you know, you know, it's a good point, you know, he got a goal, blah, 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 but he didn't look that great, really, and Villa didn't look that good at all. I know they're still waiting for Leon Bailey to come in um, fully, I know he started on the bench, but the swap to Dominic Calvert-Lewin from Danny Ings both being at 8 million is really tempting for me. Um whether I roll my transfer or just do it, but they've got Leeds, Brighton, Burnley, Aston Villa, and Norwich in their next five games. And everyone's talking about going from Danny Ings to Jimenez in game week four. And it's like, well, if Danny Ings isn't performing now and Villa aren't playing that well, I know it's first game week, so it's obviously there's a lot to look for. It makes sense to me, really. Dominic, Everton looked great. They obviously played a poor Southampton, but with those five games, you'd expect them to win most of them. I think my only word of warning would be Danny Ings at home to Newcastle, who've just lost, you know, 4-2 to West Ham. You know, they probably had a brief moment of feeling like they could actually do it. There was a point to which Matt and Matty in our group chat posted, this is a good game, which no one replied to, but it was at when 2-1 Newcastle. I'm not sure he probably felt it was such a good game when it finished. Um, but, you know, they've got Newcastle and Brentford. Um, well... That's a really hard game now. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've, already, not, taken yeah. Off, they've already taken out one of the big teams. Yeah. So. One of the title challenges. Yeah. Um, I think actually Aston Villa are probably actually um, probably better than Arsenal right now, quite frankly. Um, did, I, did I mention we were top of the league after Friday? Uh, no, you haven't yet. Do you want to? Okay. Uh, yeah, we were top of the league after Friday. <laughs> I've, I've screenshotted it. It's my new Twitter banner if anyone wants to go have a look at being top of the league. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it, there can be the switch can't be required 
Like, I don't think it's urgent. Especially against us away. Like, granted, okay, Man United just put five past us. But we typically are a team that bounce back quite well from a big defeat. That's what we did so well last season. It'll be interesting to see. That might be what defines our season, is our ability to bounce back. But we are happy to lose, you know, 7-2 to Man United, then go away next game and and not not get thrashed. We do that. So I wouldn't be surprised. That's just how Leeds play. Yeah. And all of the pundits on the weekend say that, or said that they just play so perfectly into Man United's hands whenever they play them. Um, I mean, Fernandes basically ended up as a striker, um, particularly for his third goal. He was the most advanced player. Um, But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Leeds turn up next week and beat... Who who have you got next week? Uh, Everton. Everton. Well, I was going to say like 3-0, but they have the capacity to do that. Um, We'll just wait to see if second season syndrome is a thing for them or not. So basically what I meant is my game week three snog is Danny Ings <laughs> to uh to DCL. Maybe next week. So I think I think fundamentally I agree watch, with though. I agree with um DCL being a snog. I don't think I would do that transfer personally until game week four. But uh, if you if you don't have either and you're th- like you're looking at getting DCL in, I think he's a good he's a good short term option for sure. I would uh and it's irritating because he's already had a price rise. Uh, but I would say Richarlison, he was my snog for Everton last week. Um, and he obviously returned a goal and assist and full bonus. Um, I'm just not convinced. Everton did look all right, but as you said, they were playing a Southampton team who'd been decimated. Um, they've got a tough game of Leeds. Brighton are really well organised. Um, and Benitez isn't the most attacking coach, so I'm just a bit hesitant. But I would plump for... Richarlison over DCL, you've got a 0.4 saving, which otherwise would have been 0.5. Uh, what's their, what's his ownership? He's slightly more owned than DCL, but yeah, I would probably go for him over DCL. But I can see you've recommended the slightly more expensive option. Yeah, I mean, the evergreen Jamie Vardy. Uh, Tom already had a bit of a chat about him earlier, but Again, match winner on game week one for Leicester. Um, they have a nice run of fixtures. He's in my team for the foreseeable. You know, they've got West Ham next away from home, which isn't an easy fixture, but we saw they conceded two to Newcastle, so they're not the most watertight. And then they have, or Leicester, sorry, have Norwich away the week after that. Vardy has a good uh, record against City in game week four. So... For the short term, I think he's well worth. He's hit the ground running. Um, So for a punt, why not? I love the fact we've lost Josh. This is beautiful. It's always fun when we lose uh, someone live on on stream because we're all just going like, oh, this is, um," you know, waiting for Josh to reply to us. And then all of a sudden, oh, wait, we just see his incredibly sad looking face. Yeah, he he literally looks like he's either going to say something really insightful or murder someone. so yeah, so we're going to carry on talking while we're well, waiting for him to... I said, why not? And I was waiting for him to say it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just not decided to come back, so... Yeah, I think the only thing on Vardy for me then is I think I still would rather have Harvey Barnes. Like, I know they didn't look particularly good last year. I think their expected goals was pretty terrible, actually. It was like 0.6 or something against a wall side who haven't really been great over last season. Obviously, new manager. Well, that's made them slightly better. But for me... I prefer Harvey Barnes just because well, he's 7 mil over a 10.5 mil striker. And I think, well, with what happened to uh, you 
last year, sorry, with this this week, game week, is obviously you didn't have Bruno, you had Vardy. And obviously, I would rather have my two premiums being Salah and Bruno this year yeah. than, than this Vardy. Thing. I, I did, as I mentioned earlier, I did try to cover Bruno with Greenwood. And I think Greenwood's still a great option to have. He took his goal incredibly well and looked just an absolute live wire on the weekend. So I do think he's worth having your team going forwards. But I don't think you, well, I've learned the hard way that you can't really cover Bruno. Um, so I do see what you're saying with Barnes um, because he's four, three and a half mil saving on yeah. Vardy. Um, I just, that's the same. I guess that's the same then if I'm, well, Greenwood, I guess, over Bruno because what's Greenwood? Three and a half. Sorry, what's seven and a half? Yeah, Bruno, is he 12? Yeah. It puts on quite nicely to you though, Josh, because obviously your marry is Mason, uh, Mason Greenwood. Yeah, just welcome, on that topic, back, I did back, see like, have, have I seamlessly dropped in and out? Yeah, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> no one noticed. Really um, seems, yeah. we, did, we didn't mention it at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my, my computer just decided to randomly have a fit um, and kicked me out of Teams. Um, what do you mean? You were there fine. Nothing happened. Oh, what? I mentioned it, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I would say is I saw some post about talking about... Uh, Ah, uh, you know, Mane's been priced wrong. So what? What do you mean Mane's been priced wrong? Uh, it's well because you know no one's going to have Mane at twelve mil. It's like well, I think at the start of the se- at the start of the season, I would agree that like twelve mil is too close to the twelve point five for Salah. I think you probably need to put him at eleven point five or eleven to make it enticing. But it's like people have been saying no one's going to own him all season. I say, well, good luck with that. You try not owning Mane if he scores six in the next five and Salah blanks in the next five. Good luck with that. Uh, it's just I, I, there's the thing that annoys me most on Twitter is anyone who talks in absolutes. All we know right now is that Salah's the informed player, same as Bruno. But, but uh, similarly, and I'm not. I'm not like picking up on it, but you haven't learned a lesson that you can't cover Bruno. You've learned a lesson that you can't cover Bruno this weekend. We need to see a trend. Bruno at the end of last season was not that good. You could easily cover Bruno at the end of last season with Kane and with a couple of other premiums. Um, so I think just, again, don't panic on this first game week that you've not got a player because you've, you've gone with your premiums for a reason. You've got your theories. Lukaku's going to come up at some point. Like, you've got your theories as to why you have the players you have. And don't panic because someone on Twitter's say like, oh, God, yeah, how how on earth does, like, how do you cope without Fernandez in your team? Well, you cope because sometimes he scores and sometimes he blanks. If he scores 244 points this season, great. But if someone else scores 250... You know, so yeah, I'm I'm yeah, not panicked I mean, at all. Yeah, it's not the end of the world by any means, but the thing is he does have that potential to be as explosive as he was this weekend and he has proven pedigree. Uh when he first came into the game a year and a half ago, um he was absolutely flying. Most points if you extrapolated points he'd be well and clear the top point scorer last year he was the top point scorer. So yeah, of course he does go through peaks and troughs in his form like everyone does, but on the whole, I think he is going to be definitely in contention for top point scorer this season. So, yeah, and and he does also get assists where he doesn't even touch the ball as well as proven from last year. So, you know, FPL just love him. So you know, and if he doesn't touch the ball, you know, if Leeds are playing Brentford or you know Villa are playing Wolves, then Bruno will probably get an assist somewhere in that game. So, I think I think better. I'm going to stick my neck out there. If Pogba plays the way he did and Greenwood plays the way he did, going on to my marry, that you could have those two. And you could have premium assets elsewhere 
Now, I get Bruno's going to get probably, as you say, he will probably be top point scorer, if not very close. But also forgetting about Sancho, who obviously didn't make his game, didn't play, but he is top quality player when he actually gets into it. So provided he starts, which I can't see any reason he wouldn't once he's like integrated. I don't. I still don't quite understand why people don't start their players. He's been there for long enough. But anyway. Yeah, but I assume um, it's still the extended rest, isn't it, from the Euros? Because I assume he'll come in for Dan James next game. Yeah. God, I hope opinion, so. I, <laughs> I sat there with my player on the bench and Pogba Jeez. and like Fernandez just destroying leads. I was like, this is a double whammy. Um, yeah. So my marry is uh, Mason Greenwood. Um, as I say, he played. As we were saying, he played really well on the weekend. He's 7.5 mil, similar to Ferran Torres. You could have a midfield of Ferran Torres and Greenwood, who cost you 14.5 million combined, and you could have the starting strikers for Man United and Man City in your in your in your lineup, which is absolutely crazy. I don't think we'd have imagined discussing that. Um, if he secures that position, and personally, I think he should, because great, yeah, it's good that Cavani um, is stayed, and I know he offers a lot, but he should be the cut player for me. And Greenwood should be getting this Premier League run if he plays well. Um, I just think for 7.5 million, he's an absolute steal. Um, I get Pogba um, outperformed him, um, but four assists is going to be an anomaly for Pogba. Um, Greenwood starting up front, I think he is the one to get still. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mentioned I have him in my team at the minute, and I really hope obviously for my own sake, fantasy-wise, but I think this should really be his breakout season. Um, he's an absolutely lethal finisher. Like, the way he took that Natural. Goal, so natural. At full pelt, across right into the corner off the post. Um, yeah, I agree with you. Cavani is there probably in a kind of leadership slash mentoring role. Uh, but Greenwood, I really hope, gets his opportunity this year because... Yeah, he's he's just star quality, um, and yeah, know, with Rashford being out, Martial, pff, I don't know what do we make of Martial. Do we think he'll get a run of games? I think he will. I think, I think the problem. I, I really like Greenwood, and I was I'm you know I'm obviously everyone's thinking about getting him in now. I think my only issue is like I think he potentially has a little bit of Ferran Torres s quality with the old rotation, where I think it's purely down to his age, where he I think Ollie will just. You know, I don't think he's going to start every single game. Like he'll play, I think a majority. I think he'll be the like majority like player for that team. But obviously, when you look at the likes of Bruno, who's obviously going to start every single game. Obviously, I know he's ridiculously expensive. Pogba, you'd imagine, will more than likely be starting every single game. That's my only worry with Greenwood is the fact that he, I don't think he will start every single game. And so, yes, I think he can what... cover Bruno and cover Pogba, but I don't think he can do that every week. Because I think there'll be weeks where Oli rests him just to keep him fresh and keep him ready, especially with the competitions they're in this year as well. I think what would be good to see is that he goes with a team for the um, Prem and it just becomes Fernandez, Pogba, Greenwood, and Sancho. I don't see why you wouldn't run with that, especially at the start of the season when you haven't got cup competitions to consider and so on and so forth. And then use the other teams, the players, when needed. Granted, they're not going to be mainstays like Fernandez. Um, and my marry is conditional on him on him maintaining that spot. But for now, I'm just like, hey, look, if I if I was looking at someone that I wanted to marry in that lineup, I'm thinking the, the striker from Man United, when he's got such a natural born talent for finishing, is very, very tempting for five points a goal. Mm. 
And it's yeah. you know what I'm really enjoying, by the way, is Cam, your marry, is also an England player. So we've got four England players already well, out of five players really discussed. Need, you don't need this tip because you, you're you such a insightful guy that you've already got him in. Yeah. yeah. But, um, Until he switches allegiances. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Antonio frustrated us all because he did miss that penalty. Otherwise, he would have had an absolute bumper haul this weekend. I mean, he's still got 13 points, which is nothing to be sniffed at. But... Yeah, West Ham were kind of picked up where they loft, loft? left off last year. Where, um, yeah, super exciting, attacking. And yeah, Antonio had the bit between his teeth on the weekend. I didn't get to watch the game, but from the highlights, uh, he was yeah so heavily involved in all of their play. Eventually took his goal really well, um, providing assists for Ben Rama and an inadvertent assist from the penalty spot. Um, but yeah, West Ham's fixtures, if they can continue to play as they did last year, no fear against whatever team. I believe they'll score goals. And Antonio, newly handed the number nine shirt, will be at the front of that if he can stay fit. Is obviously the condition on that one. So Greenwood is he'll stay fit, but might get rotated. Antonio is a sure starter, but as long as he is off the treatment table. Agreed. Yeah, there's nothing really to say on that. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, Seven point five mil. West Ham looked really good. I know they conceded two goals, but. Doesn't matter when you're a striker. Doesn't, doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He doesn't. He doesn't lose any points, so it's fine. Unless he doesn't matter when you're an English defender and you just score anyway. I didn't exactly. see Cresswell's goal, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Another one. So yeah, yeah. I agree. Completely agree with that one. So he's in my team. So and he'll be staying there for the foreseeable future. Do I want to just talk about it more? I do. I do. <laughs> so uh, Brentford top of the league after Friday night. And uh, because of that, my marriage for this year will be uh, Brian Mbwemo. If you um, have listened to this podcast before, you're probably sick and tired of hearing his name. If you haven't listened to this podcast before... You will be sick and tired. You will be. <laughs> yeah, after about two more weeks, you'll probably be sick and tired of hearing his name. Um, yeah, I think the reason I've gone with Mbwemo is, A, I couldn't really think of anyone to marry early on in the season. Um, and secondly, I think there's going to be a lot of people who are certainly sat on who I would arguably say was their best player for Arsenal, but a lot of people are sat on currently on Emil Smith Rowe at five point five mil. And Arsenal just didn't have anything going forward. Like I looked at their obviously I've looked completely at their stats and detail of that game. Um and they just they had a few shots and they obviously got into the I think they have obviously have more shots than Bradford, but nothing really to sort of cause any problems to them, which against a newly prone size is just you, you know, surely they're going to have chances at some point, but they just didn't have anything. It was so poor. Um, and Emerson were throwing, I'd say, Tierney and probably Saka when he came on were probably their three best players. I know they're missing a Bamiang and Lacazette, and I don't know what's going on there, but there's going to be a lot of people sat on Smith Rowe because he was cheap. And I just think swapping across to Brian Mbwemo, who currently is playing as a striker, um, who actually took up a further far, like a further forward position than Tony, and it was uh, Tony taking the ball down basically offloading it to Mbwemo who was basically making the runs um, he hit the post and he missed a good chance which Chauncey probably should have put in target if he puts it on target in, in, in that that's going to sound so Michael Owen if he puts it on target he's probably going to score um, but yeah he was playing out of position he's 5.5 mil Brentford look like the team this year that they went into that game with absolutely no fear and just you know obviously they conceded possession but they just broke so well took the chances and yeah I'd say dominated Arsenal and I watched it with an Arsenal fan it was absolutely beautiful honestly <laughs> I mean the tester for you guys is going to be the tester for all newly promoted sides that come up and play expansive football when you get thrashed what's your reaction 
That'll be your tester because I completely I get it. They came up, they played with no. They're like, oh, we played with no fear. It went well. We beat Arsenal two 0 Look, we sure. can do this. That's the big challenge. Is when you sort of have a nice couple of games. I tell you what, game week game week three against Aston Villa. Yeah. Um, and then um, I don't think you're really gonna. And then game week six against Liverpool. Yeah, Liverpool. Yes, yeah, so like, it's, it's Palace, Villa, Brighton, Wolves, and then it's Liverpool in game week six. And then they've got an absolute stinker for a few weeks. West Ham, Chelsea, West Ham, Chelsea Leicester. Leicester. Like that, it's it's how you come out of those runs. Like if you sort of, if you take a battering, say, against Liverpool, and then you come and turn up against um, against West Ham and, and lose 1-0, for example, that's, that's what I think... Uh, being biased but that's what Leeds have done so well which is that many that many sort of uh, how many teams repeat process which is get promoted playing expansive football play expansive football for a season struggle bring in Sam Allardyce and get and then get you know go down or bring in Steve Bruce and go down like or bring in uh, uh, fill, fill it with defensive-minded coach who might keep us up type and go down. That's no, I don't think Brentford that. have that. Um, I don't think Brentford are set up to do that, as in I don't think the owners would do that. But no, no. I think I think it's whether they will be able to mentally continue to do the attacking football when they're on the end of thrashings. Um, but yeah. as but I don't really, you know, I don't know Brentford very well at all, but I agree an out-of-position striker uh, or an out-of-position midfielder who's 5.5 million in a team that just beat Arsenal 2-0 on the opening day is very, very tempting. Mm. Yeah, just to add to that, I think as well, hard work and, you know, they all play for each other and actually play pretty good football will get you so far and sometimes all the way. But when you come up against Premier League opposition that do just have that quality and when they play well together and with spirit and fight and everything, they will come unstuck. Um so it would just be interesting to see how they do over the course of the season. You know, Sheffield United were a real surprise package when they first came up. Um, and I don't see any reason why Brentford couldn't do a similar thing. Um, I'm also really to... rooting for them. I'd love them to do well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's not just because we've got a mate who's a Brentford fan, but yeah. they just seem such a likeable club. Um, it's the type of club I want to see in the Premier League. Yeah. Just playing expansive football and, and yeah, a bit of being sort of progressive and building the squad like I just I just like it yeah well it's on to watch and I, I do I do really like him as a player to be honest and I think he will be very very good this year he will score some goals um yeah and at the moment they're playing uh three five two um where they change back to four three three at some point probably but at the moment if you can take advantage of an out position midfielder yeah why not 5.5 and you, get, and you can get rid of your arsenal asset right should we move on to the avoids so yeah let me start um so i've got a uh, kind of a player that you may uh, if you've listened to the podcast before he may his may, name may also be familiar and if you haven't his name will become familiar and that is hyung min son now you need to avoid hyung min son and let me tell you why um so <laughs> hyung min son hyung min son if you remember if you remember last season, Hyungmin Son scored many goals at the start of the season, and this time he's only scored one. Now that's a major concern for me because because Son Son scores his goals in his first five games and then never scores again, and he's only scored one goal, so that's worryingly low for Son in his first game. So you've got to watch out for Hyungmin Son when he only scores one goal in his first game. That's a big concern um, against the reigning Premier League champions, yeah. <laughs> who, who, who conceded very few goals last year. 
Yeah, but that's just you know. <laughs> You can look at you can look at you can look at historic you can look at historic or you can just look at the the raw facts which he scored (laughs) one goal as opposed to four against Southampton in game week three that's that's all I remember Um, but on a slightly serious note um, Son did score um, he did get two bonus points and he did get ten points which is pretty good Um, but he is a premium asset. Um, and watching the game, one thing that actually was really interesting for me is I think Lucas Moura played really, really well. Um, he played the full 90 and he was really, really up for it. He was moving around. I mean, if you, and again, if people are going to be like, why do you use the ICT index? It's like, well, because I don't pay for your premium stats. So um, creativity is eighth in midfielders and he was his 11th for threat um he was actually really involved in the game and he played really really well um 6.5 mil versus son's 10 it opens up a premium asset and the premium assets that you'll want to have at the moment are going to be um fernandez and salah and i don't think there's feasibly a space for son as well without it unbalancing your team so, so for that reason, I'm not actually not as um, I was joking when I said don't like you know fully avoid Son. I just think he's probably a bit of a bad player to get in now, until we've seen our Spurs sort of settle. When there's probably more consistent premium assets out there that you should be focusing on. Yeah, seeing if like if Kane stays, then does it affect Son, and if, if, does it affect him in a good way or a bad way? It's quite hard to tell really because obviously he was very good with Kane last year, but also if Kane leaves, then he becomes sort of there out and out talisman really so then you potentially have him playing even up front on his own there's like there's so many different options really for him so i i do tentatively agree with you for once but i i obviously i am sort of joking in the sense that he's obviously a good player and if he plays up front i i wouldn't necessarily avoid him just at the moment if you don't have him in your squad I wouldn't be panicking going, oh, here we go again. He's 22% owned. He's not going to do massive damage to you. Um, if you've got the money for Son, st- uh, if you've got the money for Son, um, Fernandez, and Salah at this point, then I'm a bit jealous of you because that's just going to absolutely ravage your squad. Um, yeah. So I would just personally give it a leave for now and see how it progresses. Yeah, I think he is, well, obviously he's more highly priced this year than he has been previously. Um but I think people are pretty sensible. He's got a net transfers in this week of about 45,000, which isn't crazy. Um, for someone who scored and yeah got 10 points in the first game week of the season, he's had only 90,000 transfers in and 45 out, as in 45,000. Uh, when you compare that to Richarlison, which doesn't really add up for me, but he got only one extra point and has had 200,000 plus transfers in this week. Uh, and obviously a price rise to go with that. So I don't think people are panicking too much as yet, even though Spurs do have a pretty nice run coming up with Wolves, Watford and Palace in their next three games. Um, but yeah, I do agree with you. I wouldn't, and I know you're not going too hard on him this time, but he's not a strong avoid, but he is. his price is a factor. And as you say, with people like Salah and Fernandez, who you could have, um, do you want to take out because there are so many mid-price strikers this year, do you want to sacrifice one of those to have Son in your team? I'm not so sure. Yeah, I, I, and I get it. It's not. I suppose this is where I'm trying to provide the value for the listeners. It's, it's not. He's not a strong avoid, but that's why yeah, we do that. <laughs> we try. Well, I, I told you Ben Rama was a snog. <laughs> if anyone listened to it. Shit, but um, but I, I suppose that's it. the obvious avoids are obvious. 
I think Son at the moment is not an obvious avoid, but I just don't think he's a he's a, a snog or a marry at this point in the season. He may well become one though. Well, this is, and I guess that kind of segues nicely into mine. For me at the minute, because it is the first game of the season, there isn't really strong in any of these categories, but particularly avoids. So I've kind of had to fluff one up here, but it's just someone who I don't think is going to get game time having started in the first game week, and that's Dan James. I could equally give honourable mentions to any of the Norwich team because they just didn't look inspiring. Uh, I think the standout ones there are Campwell and Pookie to possibly have in your team. But Wait, are we not having a Pookie party this year? Absolutely not. Oh. I just think that there's players at the same price value um, who will give you so many more points over the course of the season. So I'd stick clear of Norwich. But yeah, Dan James, I think Sancho's had his run out. Um and United have Southampton away, which could be an absolute riot um, and could be a good game to throw uh, Sancho in, which means uh, of the p- team that started, Dan James drops out for me. So, yeah, he's just kind of the weak link. He's young and still learning his trade, so I think he drops out for Sancho. I suppose this is for people who don't necessarily take the football too seriously and just enjoy a bit of a... Um, a bit of a fancy play and and, and of enjoy uh, enjoy fancy football. Yeah, I agree. Just Daniel James won't be a starter, as far as I'm concerned. I'd have to see a lot of information to start suggesting otherwise. Yeah, but that is I guess completely opposite to the player I am um, recommend to avoid because he 100% is a starter. Um, although he didn't play a single minute in the first game week, a bit weird. Um, that's Romelu Lukaku because he wasn't um wasn't registered yet. That's why he didn't play a minute. Um. <laughs> Yeah, the reason I'm telling you to avoid Lukaku really is he will start and he's going to score goals and he's prem proven. But the problem is they're on a fixture to start with their first five games. I think he's a very easy wait and see. So 180,000 people have brought him in already. Um, Obviously, when he was previously with Everton, um, West Brom, he obviously scored bags and bags of goals, had a bad season with United, but obviously that was, now we know, down to other reasons really he still scored goals though he only got 12 surprisingly what in his final season in his final season he got 12 yeah um, it, it's actually I thought it was a lot more than what it was um, but I think his overall record at United was still yeah, respectable well, he, it's, it's, it was good he got 12 and 1 in his final season with United 16 and 7 in the year before that but then he got 25 and 6 with Everton and 18 mm. and 7 with Everton um, for me at 11.5 mil um, so they're, they're running fixtures really for me is, is is why I'm telling you to avoid him to start with so they've got Arsenal first game which again I, I don't know whether he starts that game straight away whether he comes in and, and starts straight away obviously he's been um, away with the Euros and then I don't know whether he's match fit and ready to go uh, then they've got Liverpool Villa who usually are quite strong defensively whether they've just had a bad first game or whether they are they'll be back to what they were and then they've got Spurs and Man City and for me that sits there was a lovely run of fixtures for Liverpool and United. So if you sat on the Bruno and Salah train at the moment, then at game week seven is where you can look at potentially doing that swap and where you can get Lukaku in at that point. But it also gives you those few games to look at how he's been performing. You know, is he, does he look like the striker that scores 25 and seven goals or is he the striker that, you know, measly gets 12? And to be honest, then you could may as well have like Antonio, DCL, all at a lot cheaper price point. So for me... 180,000 people have got him in, but for me, it's just wait and see. In terms of, he, could, he could start against Arsenal, he could bag hat-trick. Um, but for me, it still wouldn't. I'd still be relatively happy with my decision not to go crazy. Because the only way for me to, at the moment to get him in is, 
unless you're sat on Jamie Vardy and a million in the bank, you're looking at two transfers to get him in. Or Kane, sorry, or Kane. And you can obviously take the step down from Kane, which I know some people did use him as a placeholder for that. But if, you, if you're sat on Harry Kane and you want to move to Lukaku, then there's also potential that Harry Kane to just randomly rocks up for Tottenham this week and again bags himself four goals. So it, I would, for me, just avoid him for now. Wait and watch how he does. Wait to game week seven when they've got Southampton, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, and Leicester, and you you know he's going to score some goals in there. Yeah, I'm going to be slightly quaking in my boots when that happens. Yeah, um, he's only 11 percent owned as well, so like it's just it's not the end of the world if he does go and score. You're not missing out. You don't have to catch every differential before it happens, especially when it's that high risk of an 11.5 differential. Um, that's a very expensive differential to get wrong. Um, not a not an Umbuemo or a or a Greenwood. It's a, yeah, it's a losing a proven premium asset potentially. Uh, cool. Um, well, that concludes Snog Mary Void. Um, would you rather um, next? I believe uh, Cam. Are you aware it's your week? Absolutely not. Oh yes, yeah, this is. <laughs> I actually prefer it when we forget about would you rather because it means Cam's got makeup on the spot. And uh, yeah, I'm recording with Cam this week for the first time. We live literally like 20 minutes away apart from each other. We went to uni together, but... I just don't like Tom. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. We are associates, and that's as far as it goes. Wow. Should we, all, should we all do then would one, would one you each. rather? One each. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I've got one um, that I'm interested in, yeah. Shit, that means we have to think about us while we're discussing the next one. Yeah, go on. <laughs> so I'm going to say, would you rather have Sancho or Pogba? I would say Pogba. Just I'm saying Sancho, by the way. Just so. Well, just because Pogba's a known quantity, whereas I've mentioned it when we did our preview that Sancho, for me, because I've not seen him play in the Prem, is just a bit uncertain. And I'm probably heavily influenced by the weekend where Pogba's rocked up and got four assists. He was dynamic and just awesome in the game. But he's slightly cheaper and less of a risk. So... <laughs> Can I just say, by the way, listeners, the irony's not lost on me that I've just said, don't take a punt on someone who's unproven, who's expensive and is a premium asset. And then I'm like going, oh yeah, I've got Sancho in from game week one. <laughs> and the irony's not lost on me, but I have an all England squad, so what are you going to do? Um, yeah, the reason I, I'm saying Sancho is because, for o- almost opposite reasons, is that we know Pogba is a proven quantity in the Premier League. And my thoughts potentially are that Pogba will be will pretty much play every game but there's potential that he so the, like obviously on the game on the weekend he played left wing or sort of left midfield um, as a quite a forward option but he's pretty well known to playing that sort of slightly more defensive role as well I think there's potential if Cavani does come back that Greenwood slots in that left hand side and that Pogba goes a bit deeper and replaces Fred although Fred obviously actually played quite well I thought again on the weekend I just see that that's potential that he becomes a bit more defensive again. Um, he got four assists in that game, was more was which was more assists than he got in the entirety of last season. Um, and yeah, it's going to be interesting to see Sancho, how they deal with him, isn't it? Yeah, I just think Sancho is, is one of those players that can he do it in the Premier League? I'm pretty confident he can. Like he just looks like the sort of player that will be able to do it in the Premier League. The sort of players you see when they come in, they're sort of can he do them in the Premier League? I think Werner for me wasn't a good example it's, where it's, he just didn't. It's such a dilemma. Stuff, whereas I think Sancho is just a different type of player. I think he can do it in the Premier League. So for me, it, Sancho would be a good old punt. Although obviously a lot more expensive. It's such a dilemma because if if they, we know Pogba season in season out can do this, and maybe Solskjaer's like, 
it's either we play him more advanced or he does it, he's not the player we want him to be. That's what we have one of two options. We either play him forward or not. And so I don't know if you can just drop him back and just say he's he can be one of the best players in the world. Like he does rival Sancho for talent when he actually can be bothered, if not probably proven to be more creative. Like some of the passes he made for France and stuff when he can actually be bothered is incredible. I just oh, don't know how it... For, uh, Greenwood's goal was... Yeah. I don't know how it works, but I think he may need to stay further forward. And if that happens, then it's going to be really, really tight. But yeah, I would go with Sancho just because I think he's just the package. And that's crazy to say. Uh, basically, I always say avoid people who join this league, even Werner I was massively against when everyone was on him last season. Um, but Sancho, for right, me, I just... Because he was terrible. Well, yeah. But uh, like, uh, but Sancho, for me, I'm just like, yeah... Um, I feel like he's going to do exactly what we think he's going to do. Well, it'll be interesting to see how United play because I watched Ollie's press, not press, his interview with uh, BT after the game and he was saying that, yeah, he it was the pundits had noticed that he'd kind of abandoned the double pivot of two holding midfielders and had they kind of interchanged because both McTominay and Fred got forward during the game, but one of them would sit and the other would go with obviously Pogba having a bit of a free role. Um, and he was like, yeah, it's something that we deliberately did and are looking to do. I just wonder whether that was because the opposition was Leeds and they knew they could get mm. at them. And when it comes to a slightly tighter game, whether they'll be a bit more conservative uh, and Pogba doesn't have that same licence to roam. Uh, having mm. said that, he could play Fred and McTominay still and they be the ones who sit back and Pogba can still go forward. But it will be interesting to see how they approach different types of games, um, and if they're quite so free and and, and yeah, flowing. But, yep, agreed. Um, have you guys managed to think of one yet? I have. Oh, um, cool. It's not particularly inventive. We've <laughs> spoken about them already, but Torres or Greenwood. Greenwood. Yeah, Greenwood for me too. Oh, I'm not sure why I've said that. To be honest. Torres. <laughs> I actually I think that, that Greenwood's space is more threatened than Torres's at the moment. Yeah. Um, I think I just think Jesus is like he's had his chance. He's just never quite hit the heights. And if Torres can hit the heights, then yes, he's in a rotation-heavy squad. I completely get that. But he's actually in probably the only position that like isn't that rotation heavy. Like I know he loves a false nine, um, but I don't see any reason for him to particularly play that um, unless he's really struggling to figure out who it is. Like Juan Aguero was fit and he was in his prime. Like he wasn't rotated week in, week out. Granted, he was rested, but it wasn't like a rotation, you know, uh, fiesta, merry go round, whatever terminology we use. But like it's Torres, if he, if he can step up it, the same thing will happen. Similar for Greenwood, um, but I just I'm a little bit more worried about the quality of the strikers in Martial and Cavani um, and Rashford to be fair in how does he slot in um, for Greenwood's competition yeah um, I think my only issue at the moment with Torres is last year towards the end of the season he started scoring a few more but he never really proved his quality mm. whereas obviously Greenwood played last year scored some great goals Um I think he's like the highest scoring teenager in the Premier League now, something stupid like that. It's ridiculous. Like 
and I think he proved on the weekend that his quality is just so good. I know he'll get rotated more, but I just don't know whether Torres has quite proved that he's good enough yet. Um, there's still potential that I know you obviously you're saying that um, he more than likely will start, but obviously last year Pep did play around with having KDB up top when he's fit. Um, I don't think he's that million miles away either. I don't think he will do that, but there's potential like they because it's Man City, you don't even know what's going to happen there. Anything can happen with, with bloody Pep Guardiola. Um, and yeah, I just don't think he quite proved it enough for me. So I think I would probably go Greenwood, even though I snogged Torres last week. Well, that's what I would say that I think... <laughs> and I snogged him this week. <laughs> well, yeah. I think that Torres is the more prone to rotation. Um, I think with Rashford not being fit, as I said, and this may be just wishful thinking, but I think this will be Greenwood's breakout year. So he will get game time. Whereas Torres, yes, Jesus isn't their number nine as Aguero was, but you touched on it that he's played De Bruyne there, he's played Foden, he's played Sterling at times. Like, yes, Jesus isn't going to be the one that keeps him out of the team week after week, but there are plenty of other options for Pep to rotate to. So I would be more confident of Greenwood starting each week than I would be Torres. You know what, I'm not a proud man, so I'll admit, actually, I think you're probably right. Uh, I've forgotten <laughs> you how did say, you did say Greenwood to start. I'm not going to hold that against. Yeah, you. I'm just I'm just enjoying completely like just you just, you just like the destroying myself time and time yeah. again. You know what, Torres? Uh, <laughs> um, you can't have Torres in your team anyway, Josh. He's not English. I know that's that's why I'm amazed. I'm even defending him, but actually, I suppose the amount of wingers as well that yeah, there is such a plethora. I'm forgetting that like they've got Foden, Foden and Grealish sort of like just chilling with De Bruyne and like Mares, and it's just ridiculous and still it just keeps on going on. Mm. So maybe I'm being a bit silly to think Torres could nail down a spot in that team. Um, so yeah, Greenwood definitely. Um, Tom? Cool. Yeah, I have managed to fumble one together during my thoughts and that's why I sort of was a bit silent towards the end then. Um, so two strikers who I think I've sort of gone under the radar a little bit this week. Um, so would you rather have uh, Callum Wilson or Patrick Bamford? Bamford. Bamford overall. I think Leeds, yeah, they didn't have a great game against uh, Man United, but I'm just more confident of their attacking ability. Like, Simaxman did look good on the weekend, but I think Leeds are going to score more goals over the course of the season and Bamford will be involved in that. So, having said, yeah, yeah Bamford didn't play particularly well against United, but... Yeah, I think like Yeah, we were beating convincingly, but like the the stats aren't that damning. Like they had 16 no. shots to our 10. We had 52% possession to their 48. We had more passes. Well, it was um, just a 10 or 15 minute blitz, wasn't it? And yeah, like which has happened bad. exactly what happened last season. Mm. Um although the the 10 minute blitz was the first 10 minutes. Um <laughs> Can we appreciate Ailing's goal though. Yeah. What a strike. Um so I, I prefer Bamford. You what? Sorry, I said I was just gutted that his head didn't come out in this situation. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a main half, isn't it? Um, yeah, I just think I just think Bamford's the better bet in the better team. Um, we'll get more chances. Callum Wilson is very very um, good when he's put in front of goal, and I do like the way he plays. Considering his team around him isn't great, but I reckon Bamford will go and get more goals this season. I agree. I do agree. I just like the. I think Bamford's less of a talisman in the Leeds team overall than Callum Wilson. I think just so much will go through Wilson. I think a lot of people missed actually, and so the reason I said it is because I think just so many people missed last year how well Newcastle finished the season. Everything's talking about them being relegation candidates this year, but they finished the season with like an unbelievable record, like they because they were pretty near the relegation zone. 
by the end of it they were miles away from it it's just it's just it's just an interesting one really because no one's really talking about Newcastle as a team and I, I just don't think they'll be anywhere near relegation this year I think they were well they put two they were two on up against West Ham who were who are a Europa League side this year I know they end up losing 4-2 but but do you know what I mean like as in like it's just a I don't think they're going to be anywhere near relegation this year. I mean, they've got Willock to come in as well. I disagree. I don't look at that squad and think that there's much um, in it. Um, I think they could still struggle. It's just it remain. It, I'm not going to say that they're definitely like going to be in the relegation battle, but yeah, they had a good run. But that team doesn't fill me with hope that they can sort of you know battle out of it. So they did also we'll have see. the third choice keeper as well. Like that's another you know. The Prav Grindalo are decent keepers, I'd say. Yeah, but this yeah. does have the pen. That's true. Yeah. Freddie Woodman, yeah. Saved the pen and made four saves, so it wasn't bad. No, I know. I just say I'm just thinking that. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just don't think they're going to be that as bad as everyone thinks they're going to be this year. Like, I've just seen so many people put them in their bottom three this year, and I just think. Like, I think it's the negativity around the place. club. I think it's the negativity yeah. around the club and the feeling that's with the club. Um, like the the Athletic did a sort of poll of how people are feeling about their their club, um, and and I think Newcastle was dead bottom. I could be wrong on that, but I no, think I they were right. very they were dead dead last. And I understand that because there's just no optimism around the way they sort of go about their business. Um, there's there's no sort of desire, so we'll see. But um, yeah, I'm not I'm not optimistic for them in the season. So on to uh, a captain, my captain. Oh, captain, my captain. So is are it? We, are we sticking with Salah this year as our yeah as our benchmark? Yeah. So basically, if you haven't listened to us before, um, last year we read an article where someone basically advised that instead of trying to jump between captains and try and be clever and try and pick the player that you think is going to score the most points. Is to stick stick with one player for the entire season, because they're overall they'll score two hundred plus points, and so then therefore you'll get a captaincy hall of over four hundred points is the, is the aim. And they said basically the player to pick is Salah. So every week we decide to battle our wits and see if we can beat Salah because we don't like sticking the same every week because we aren't boring. Um, anyway, who did you captain this week, Cam? Uh, big old Mo. Yeah, me too. Josh, obviously you're doing a full England team. So obviously me and Cam stay even with Salah because we're really boring and decided to stay with Salah. Um, Josh, how did you get on? I captain Trent. So he got six points. So it's a return. So I'm happy. Yeah, I've actually, I, would, I, not, I don't think that's even like a bad... Uh, it's not even bad. I think just Salah obviously did an unbelievable job. Yeah. Play, player I felt sorry for was uh, Tamikas because he should have had a... Um, assist. I think they missed a, missed a chance and he put some lovely balls, didn't he? I didn't actually get a chance to watch our game. I saw the highlights, but um, I think he took the corner as well. He did corners but on. he got a flick from the Norwich player, so he didn't actually that get the assist it. for Salah. Yeah, time. that was the one. That was the one. Oh, that was gutting. Because he was good. He played really well, I thought. Um, yeah, so you, on to that then. Well, that's a very short and sweet one, because I say usually, usually we're all doing pretty poor, but we, we all <laughs> returned. So, who are captain this week? Trent. He's sticking with Trent, yeah? <laughs> I'm going to stick with Trent at home to Burnley. They're not a free-scoring side. Um, you know, uh, Liverpool have their defence back. Um, it feels like a pretty solid option. Um, and actually, a bit worryingly, is the rest of our team doesn't look particularly tempting to captain. Um, I've got Kane away at Wolves. Don't know if he's going to play away. Uh, going to play Sancho away at Southampton. Don't know if he's going to play. Um, and then everyone else has, has 
reasonably relative to Burnley at home to fixtures and I don't have a Grealish or a you know or a Foden or anyone that I could I could bring in for that Man City game at home to Norwich so um, basically shitting my pants and hoping that um, <laughs> Liverpool can keep a clean sheet for another week yeah I think I'm going to be quite boring and go with Salah again but Greenwood is a real tempt to fall me away against Southampton I think they, was it 3-2 they beat him last year away when Cavani came off the bench? Um, but United have a great record against Southampton, beat them 9-0 at home last year. Um, and we've already touched on how decimated Southampton's team is, so Greenwood is a real consideration for me. But I may bulk it and just go for Salah. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to go for Bruno. Um, yeah, as Cam just said, they're playing Southampton who just... I think they conceded the most chances of every team on on the weekend. Um, they didn't look great at all. Um, obviously scored the first goal, but then got just got dominated basically by Everton. Um, and Bruno, obviously coming off a hat trick, and you just imagine that they're gonna play exactly the same football as they did against Leeds, really. And and you can imagine that being a bit of a goal fest, really. So probably gonna stick on Bruno. Um, my temptation to captain Mbwemo against Crystal Palace is so high, but I think I'll I'll resist for now. Until I start falling down the ranks and then I give up and then I can start captaining Brentford players. At the moment, I'm going to stick with Bruno. Sounds good. And I may, if I get a, if I could get a whiff that Sancho is going to start a captain. But That's I don't think I'm... I'm not going to get that whiff. So <laughs> I probably won't. Um, unfortunately, I don't know anyone on the inside of Man United. Yeah. The only problem, yeah, I don't want a captain. The only reason I don't like Captain Salah is because he's the early kickoff as well. I know that's stupid because that, that don't really back well. the early kickoff. I just hate backing the early kickoff. Like just you know, Fernandez this weekend. Yeah, Gandhi said it. Don't back the early kickoff. It's uh, tried and tested. So yeah, what when Fernandez was the early kickoff this weekend and scored twenty points? No, early kickoff was Brentford. Well, first game. I mean, first game then. Okay, first game of the weekend. First. We'll give you that. Yeah. We'll give you both that. You both win a point. <laughs> Yay! Right, well, that's all we got time for, I think. I mean, that's not... I don't know why I've said signed off for that. We don't have a time limit. We always forget this, uh, the league. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have a league. Because because we had some absolutely fantastic top scores, but oh. we had an absolute worldy bottom score. Can we? Can we? Also oh shit! Oh, of course. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Yeah, for yeah. Pushing seventy, is it? Firstly, a massive thank you for everyone joining the league. Um, we are currently on 60, 60 Oh, it's more than sixty-three because obviously there's joints and stuff like that. Oh my gosh! Nice. I'm not. I'm not bottom, but You're I am actually one off the so bottom. Oh my you god, are that's, that's... Bottom, yes. Um, so, well, firstly, then, if you, uh, if you, before we go into that, then, if you do want to join the league, uh, the code to join the league is UEVAGU. That's UEVAGU. I'll put it into the podcast description and probably post it a few times if more people want to join. Um, but yeah, there's some great first score. Um, I'm on the wrong page now. Yeah, can we'll we start, start with, with the bottom guy? We'll start with the bottom because, um, uh, yeah, Greg Waltham. Uh, 29 points appropriately named after the old Arsenal who had a stinker this week <laughs> Arsenal um, yeah he decided to go with his um, captain choice of De Bruyne um, which is incredibly rogue no Bruno no Salah yeah. you see I um, he's a Wolves fan he is so I can see he's got his three Wolves players in okay fair enough mate uh, not got a problem with that I think you'll have learned from that game week that 
it doesn't look like Fabio Silva is going to get the the points, the um, the game time this season. Well, also, um, just a welcome back to Raul Jimenez. Good to see him back playing. After yeah, exactly. Season. Good to see him back. So I'm sure he'll have him in soon. Um, Inacio didn't start either. A bit concerning. Um, Jesus didn't start. Jesus didn't start. Sancho didn't start. <laughs> it's, it's actually, to be honest, to, to this man, you're a bit unlucky. I don't actually look at your squad and think that you've got massive amounts wrong. Um, there's a lot of brave defenders in there with having Van Dijk, Maguire and Diaz um, you put a lot of money into defence um, but I don't know why I'm analysing this man's team he probably doesn't give a shit but, yeah, to, um, to be, to be fair I take... actually know Greg so I oh. can rip into him mate it was fucking shit what are you <laughs> oh, doing I was being Grow nice up. I thought this guy was a random Greg that no, is no. a shocking team who puts three <laughs> who puts Jesus up front fuck me um, like and like yeah well Fabio Silva, I don't know what you're playing at. Anyway, Greg, stinker, Greg. Mate, all right? Stinker. Anyway, <laughs> somebody who doesn't have a stinker is uh, Gavin Doyle, your man in Mexico. 111 points. That is pretty massive. Um, and 111 points and no triple captains, no bench boost, like no chips played. It was just every single player apart from Shaw and Martinez returned for him. So, oh, and Tony. Um, but that He's actually, massive. to be fair... I would love to say that we are responsible for this because he's got our Mary and uh, Snog from West Ham. He's got our Mary and Snog from uh, Man United. He's got our Mary from Liverpool. He's got our Mary from Brentford. Got our Mary from Aston Villa. Um, Can I say that it probably wasn't down to us though? No, absolutely like not. Because, as in because me and Cam did shit. So, well, I mean, we did I'm sorry, comparative, comparatively to 111 points. I just think everyone had an absolute blinder and it was probably the differentiator well, was having both Bruno and Salah in your team. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and then, yeah, shout out to Jamie Miller as normal. For God's sake, Jamie. 110 points. Jamie. Yeah, so he's a, a tight second place. It is ridiculously tight. Um, yeah, so yeah. obviously only game week one. Long, long, long way to go. So plenty of time for... Me and Cam to fall down the, the league. Yeah, can we Jamie also can I just can I backtrack slightly and say well done, Gavin, for actually picking the team you did because none of us picked the team you did. So we may have recommended <laughs> the players, and I'm pretending to take credit. But actually, um, that's a really really good squad. So well well done. Uh, hopefully you can keep it up. Yeah, and the reason um, I shout Jamie is because he was our champion from last year as well. Yeah. So second a, a strong start again from him. Pick a new team name. Make it interesting, Jamie. <laughs> right, sure. Uh, that's all we've got time for. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not all we've got time for, but I feel like if we, if we kept going on, people will just start turning off. So. Welcome to the FPL by Dummies game show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Your prize this um, week is getting negative points. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, we are on all major podcasting ones you know the one you're listening on right now is probably the one you'll want to stick with um so feel free to do so um we do have a league tom do you know the league code off by heart uh U E V A G U. yes i already know it it's only game week two and i'm already, <laughs> I'm already down U E V A G U. was that that's the yeah, one that's the one nice okay so if you want to join the, the join the league and, and get talked about um, if you come top or bottom, then feel we free. We promise we won't abuse as much as Greg. He's get special circumstances because I do know him. Yeah, unless you join the league really and nice. I know you, then I will give you loads of shit. I was being really nice because I thought it's a random. I thought, look, he's clearly picked a bad <laughs> squad, and I'm not going to lay into him too much, and I'm going to try and uh, give some nice advice. But Greg, that's a shit squad. Um, and yeah, I think that's all we've got time for. Um, we are on Twitter. At- <laughs> I can't believe I've just said it again. What? 
that's all we've got time for. <laughs> I've now said it four there's, times. Literally, there's people who have just like turned off and turned back on like several times. Actually, they've probably not turned all, back on. No. I think it's all Josh has got time for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're just thinking, what, when actually is that all he's got time for? This guy is full of bullshit. He talks bullshit all hour and then he keeps on saying that's all he's got time for and then keeps on talking need, casually. I think you need more of a radio voice. So I think it's always like, that's all we got time for. <laughs> um... Yeah, and we're we're on Twitter, F, uh, FPL Dummy Tom, FPL Dummy Cam, and FPL Dummy Josh, and at FPL by Dummies. Um, so give us a follow. Uh, let us know what you think of the podcast. Let us know what you think of our picks. And uh, good luck next week. Uh, hopefully my England squad perform a little bit better. And um, hopefully Salah and Bruno just don't continue to just absolutely destroy any chance I have of getting into the top million. And yeah, speak next week. Bye. Bye.